It's your main man, Mr. Jeff Des and Johnny K. And it's another episode of Johnny and Jeff's Bag of Tricks. Now we do the air horn. Gunshot, gunshot, fire emoji, fire emoji. Fire emoji. Johnny. Yo, yo. K. What's up? What's good? Uh, everything, man. Life is beautiful. We got it. Any sorry. day that I'm uh, above ground, always a good time. Listen, man. You know this is uh, an episode that comes with heavy heart. Johnny, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go right into Yo, it. Yo, get into it, man. I am not happy. Why? Uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, okay. Then the list goes on, and on, and on, and on, and the list begins with something i don't even know how to begin i don't know if to go from light to heavy or heavy to light i say let's get rid of the heavy stuff early jordan edwards damn it damn it damn it 15 year old boy yep young black boy in texas at a house party i've been to many as a kid right and as a high school kid the report comes out that him and his brother and his friends are in a car the police are called to the house um, because it's rowdy, which happens all the time. Right. But what doesn't happen all the time is a police officer blowing a kid's head off with a rifle. A rifle. A rifle. So you may have Roy Oliver, who's subsequently fired by the police chief, put in their report, him and his boys put in their report, that the car, uh, something along the lines of the car was reversing, was in, reversing yeah. in an aggressive manner or suspicious fashion. All those, all those cop buzzwords. Suspicious, right. aggressive. Right. Um, unknown. Unknown. All um, these things. You're supposed to be like, your job is kind of like detective. Your job is the law. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty in the way these cops always describe these situations. And they always describe these situations as if they were afraid for their life or scared. And in my honest opinion, you don't have the right to be scared because you're the law. You're at the top of the food chain protecting people. You don't have the right to be like, I was afraid for my life, so if it was his life or mine... I choose to take his. You can't be a lifeguard and say, I'm afraid to swim. Right. And you can't be a lifeguard to be like, I'm afraid to save a life because it's either my life or their life. Cause there's a shark in the water. You've made the decision That's to save lives. Option. Right. You've made the decision to go into the water. Right. So that means you have to do that. Right. If you are a police officer, you have to make the decision to save lives. You took an oath of presumed, uh, putting yourself in presumed situations like these and there's going to be violence i'm sorry i know it's like it's hard to say but there was no violence in this there was case no violence at all in the case and they didn't say like a fight broke out right they didn't say like there were reports of gunshots or there was someone like on the lawn bleeding from a stab wound from what it sounds like the guys were driving they were like okay the cops are here it's time for us to leave, which right. I have done many a times right. as a kid going to a, a, a house party, leaving a house party. Right. I never would have thought that we would get our car shot at. Though. And that's the thing, right? So supposedly 
uh, two things. One, he was shot through the passenger side window, which refutes anything about them back about him, them backing into. He can't be behind them. Correct. You know what also refutes the the, the lie of them backing in? Mm-hmm. The actual body cam footage of the police officers looking at the car drive away. Oh, no. The car wasn't coming anywhere near them. And that's the thing is that, you know, people fought to put more body cams right. on police officers. If there was no body cam, this would have just been another case of a kid shot. A kid shot and rightfully for somehow. I don't right. Know. I don't know how, though. I just can't, like... You know, I was at a, I was sitting on a panel discussion. I was moderating this panel discussion, and a good friend of mine on the panel said something like, "I said, what does it take to be dope or whatever?" And he said, "You know, one of the big things is to not be racist, right? Walk into any room, any space, and just appreciate people for who they are." That's actually really dope. It's that simple. Because I can't even do that. Right? It's like it's hard for me even. Right. To to walk into spaces and just say, you know what, I'm going to love you. Because you are, you know, humanity in the flesh. Our, our country conditions us to, like, already prejudge people once we see them. So it's so it's that much diff- It's it that more difficult, difficult to get over that. And I'm just so over it. Like, it just it, it's the most painful thing to just continue to watch year after year, week after week, month after month, some kid dying. I think it's dangerous to watch year after year, month after month, day after day people dying and nothing being done because this will lead to other things and we don't want to go down that route. Right. I don't know if there's an answer, man. I don't know if there's an answer. Jeff Sessions took all the power away and decided that he was going to make the decisions. Right. And Alton Sterling was just uh, the police officers, of course, again, were not found, not even found, not even found, not guilty. No indictment, no charges. No, nothing. They're chilling. And why? Because this guy was selling some CDs and he got into a tussle and they just shot and killed him. And that's what I'm saying is that there's this mindset. I don't, I've been, you know, as a poet, I've been performing. I'm just tight, man. I've been performing this show called Deep Breath. And it was in reaction to, and it was written and performed for the first time very soon after uh, Mike Brown, uh, the uh, what's his name, Darren? I think Darren, whatever, didn't um, was found not was not was not indicted. Right, right. So I wrote this show. Right, previous to that, I wrote a show and poems about Trayvon Martin. Right. Then I wrote about Sandra Bland. Then I wrote about um, Philando Castile. I don't even know how you remember all these names because it's just too many for me at this point. It's out of control, man. It's too many. It's just ridiculous. What what do they expect to happen if these high-profile cases keep going on, perceived unsolved, or no restitution coming? Do they think that there's going to be no reaction? Well, look at look at Rodney King, right? Right. That was like the biggest. Uh, see, that's going to take me back to another subject. Mm-hmm. Reality TV, but. Let's not get on that. I mean, because we're watching every single one of these guys die and not once or twice. The the videos are being replayed on social media. They're being replayed on news sites. These news outlets love this stuff because they're getting so many views on their web pages now. 
of these videos. That's the thing, right? So, but you know, they won't show you um, somebody getting beheaded. Right. They won't show something happening in in a war like setting. Soldiers don't get uh, videos of of the bodies coming home. George Bush said we can't show those anymore. But yet, but everywhere yet. I turn, I'm watching some black kid get killed right. by police officers. I remember it was Latasha Harlings, I believe, the young lady who was shot by the the the, the Korean bodega. Yes, I remember that owner. Right now, it was right before. It was Rodney in that King. time. It was, it was right around time. the time, and that just shows. Me. And then, and then the judge came out of here and said, "Nah, we're not going to charge this woman for murder. What we're going to do is we're going to give her the slap on the wrist and give her community service and probation for killing." To me, man, these black bodies dying. It's just, it's just not. It's, it's I'm speechless. And, you know, to me, there's only one way to solve these problems, man. And it's an ugly way because I don't think that nobody's ever going to nobody's ever going to solve it. I cannot trust the police officers to do it. Like to me, the police. I don't know, man, but I think it is an inherently um, it's an inherently negative organization. Right. That was birthed from slavery. And saying we have to go overseers. Oh, that's what they were. I mean, that's what it was. Officer. And then what happened? You know what happened? Then some good people infused the system and said, yo, this is you can't do it like this, man. Right. Yeah. We can't be wilding out like this. Yeah. We got to be able to do more than just, you know, go ham. We have to protect the people. We have to serve the community. We have to create, you know, positive influences and institutions within this institution. So there's always going to be dope people that are in these systems that try to save the day. It's like when that when it's like uh, when the teacher goes into the school, right? When like Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> goes into or Edward see, James Olmos. You have a <laughs> you have a way more rosy outlook than me because right? I see it differently. Do you? <laughs> I see it as um, this is one of those institutions where no one on the inside is Nobody. good. Really, I think no one is good uh-huh. because. You can't even get one to get on TV and openly speak out against it. Well, I, there's like, some, I've, right? No, I've, there's none. You know, I think? feel like the blue line is so thick that they never get on TV and say, you know, what? they got it wrong or this was bad. They do. I've watched an NBC special mm-hmm. where there was like two rows of police officers talking about. Were they all black? Uh, no, they were black, white, and Latino. Oh, male, really? Male, men and women. Oh. All different races, genders. Mm-hmm. But they all knew that they were in trouble after this. Right? So they were. Oh, 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 were they all active? Yeah, they were, most were active. Oh, that's interesting. So they were all saying this. Because that's where you could be hurt. And right. So they were still saying, you know, we know that we're going to go through this. And I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll find the link and we'll post yeah. it on the Facebook page. Yeah, we page. will. But. So there are some good folks in there. Oh, I'm right? just skeptical though. They are. And I just think that it's it's just I don't have an answer, man. And to me, the only answer is an answer that is not the is not a positive one, right? The only answer is one is that, you know, an eye for an eye. And that just can't be the way. <laughs> it can't. It can't, Johnny. Yeah, it can't be the way. I agree. <laughs> it can't. It can't. I just don't think that there has to be an answer. And to me, is that if you're going to continue just shooting our kids in the head, like your your man shot a 15 year old kid with a rifle in a car with his other brothers in there, 
for what? Just, for allegedly driving the car backwards. Right. What? Right. What are we looking at here, yo? Yo, just just if somebody drives into my car backwards, my first inclination Should as a it? citizen <laughs> is not to pull out a weapon and say, "Yo, we're gonna fight this dude. We're gonna kill him." Uh, I guess. I guess the message is next time that's what you should do. <laughs> I mean, is that what we're supposed to do? I think so. Like, that's what I'm saying. So if I see a guy on a corner selling loose cigarettes, Shoot should him. I just go choke him choke to death? Him. If I see a kid walking around with some Skittles and a hoodie on, I should just pull out my gun and shoot him. Shouldn't if be I see a kid. What's he doing a, in that neighborhood? What is he doing there? What is he doing on my block? If I see a house party going down and I see a car somewhat reversing from me, what should I do? Too many black kids at that party. Walter Scott shot running. And then this is another thing, man. These cats just be straight lying. Like, yo, man. You don't know how many I used to work in residence life, right? And mm-hmm. RAs, the resident assistants, they were like the little mini police officers. Like residents yeah, used to look yeah. at them. That's I was how, an I, RA, used, that's right? how I used to I know. look at We weren't friends because you thought right. I was a narc or something. You were like the you were the boss man. <laughs> I was the law, man. Right. And I was out here breaking laws. Right. Facts. <laughs> I never shot you once though, man. <laughs> no, you did not. Never once. No, you did not. And this is where I just feel like RAs, when I was the like supervising RAs, I would tell them like, yo, man, you cannot falsify your report. Right. If you falsify your report one time, it's a wrap. Yeah, I feel like you got to go once you do that. That's it. You just we, compromise the office. Completely. Yeah. If we go into a judicial case, you're done. Right. This guy here, he got fired. Right. Right. So that means if you got fired, that means you're culpable. And if yeah. you got fired and you're culpable, that means you're a murderer, Doug. Oh, no. They fired him with the... That was blatantly saying, yo, we can't... We got to step away, far away from this. You're by yourself, buddy. I would wonder how that would go, though, in a state like New York. I don't know. Because of, you know, you know, these police departments in other states don't have unions. Right. Like if the police benevolent union, how would that have gone down? I mean, yo, them dudes turn their back to the mayor in a funeral. Yo. Of another another police officer. Like if I'm the family of that police officer, I'd be like, yo, I know you guys don't mess with the mayor, but not at my my funeral. But you know they turned their back on the uh, the Chinese uh, cop right. that shot the uh, black guy in the staircase right, in the right, projects right, right. in Brooklyn. They turned their back on that dude. They left him out to dry, even though he's getting nothing. He didn't get. He didn't go to jail. Either. Yeah, but he went to court. He went to court. The other guy didn't get to go to court. No. I, you know this goes to today's episode is no ha ha funny today. We got ha ha, but it ain't it ain't till way later. Right, we'll ha ha later. Yeah, right now we don't got time to be ha ha in all the time. We can't. That's man. the damn problem. You can't even just laugh. And I can't laugh man. no more. I can't. Laugh. How many more black kids like I watch while I'm at work on YouTube and getting an alert or watching something? Right, right. right. It's just it's either two things all day. Right. Either either uh, school shooting or black kids getting shot down That's on t- on tape. You know, man. I I. And we'll move on a little bit after this, but and that guy that we won't mention, right? Right. The guns. Forty-five. Man, I think the guns are just a problem, yo. Like it's 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 there are too many guns, man. Like the police officers, I don't think they they don't need guns. They might not, man. The access to guns for these people that are shooting in schools, they don't need them. I was in an active shooter uh, exercise at work. Please tell me about that. Lit. Oh. But like some Call of Duty jump off? It's scary as hell, man. <laughs> these are guys. I'm, I'm not even gonna front. And like, 
So I understand the fear of an actual active shooter. Right. Because these guys had pop guns that were very loud. Ooh. And I mean, you just don't know how you just don't, you know, and right. people are just panicking. Right. And people were like rushing into one room. It was like World War Z, like a bunch of just <laughs> like people just rushing in. I'm trying to close doors. One of my coworkers mm-hmm. like sprained his ankle trying to run away. Wow. People were throwing chairs. I saw butt cracks that I had never seen before from Damn. people bending over, running away. And, you know, I'll tell you this. The one thing I learned was from Batman, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and, and there was a scene in there, for those of you who really know the movie, this is the one with Bane, where uh, Captain, what's his name? Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. is They're trying to come get him in the hospital. And Commissioner Gordon is chilling behind the door. And uh, the, the, the cop, another cop comes in, and Commissioner Gordon pops up, and he says, Always protect the corners, rookie. Always watch the corners. Says, Damn, <laughs> this is brilliant, man. So my, so there was two exercises. The first <laughs> exercise, I think I might have got shot. We went into a dark room where there was mad furniture, and your man still was able to push through the door and start lighting up the room. I mean. I think other people were lit up before I was. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, right, in oh. one of those situations, it's like complete breakdown of society's rules. <laughs> That's it. Like it's every man for himself. We're all trying to get to the finish line at that point. That's it. That's all that matters. And that second time, and I think I got shot. But, you know, there was a guy in there who I believe was in the Colombian military. Oh. Wait, wait. Colombian military or FARC? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not saying it on the mic. He might, he might be listening. <laughs> oh, we don't, we don't want those problems then. <laughs> hey, yo, your man was rolling up on the, on the fake shooter. Ooh. Like it was real, man. Put him in like a chokehold to Bob back on chicken wing. <laughs> nice reference. There you go, man. And your man's <laughs> arm is just swinging in the air. And they were like, all right, mission over, mission over. Uh, wrap it up. Uh, just like, is this a part of the- Roberto, let go. Roberto, let go. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto's eyes are just Roberto just went into a trance. <laughs> he went back to 1985 <laughs> in the jungle. Roberto, Roberto. Roberto. Is, is it over? Is it over? <laughs> Roberto is not having it, son. And that it was real, man. But that second time, man, mm-hmm. they had a second exercise. I started thinking about Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And that guy came in the door. He shot him up. <laughs> I was hitting right behind the door. And I looked at it and he shot almost everybody in that room. Yeah. And he walked out. And I said, Protect the corners. <laughs> <laughs> you would have got out of there alive though. Would have walked out there, man. right? But That's it's a scary situation, man, because you just never know, you know, what's going to happen. And, um, and I just think that it goes right back to these guns, man. You know what I'm saying? I think officers are shooting these people uh, too, too loosey-goosey. I think that they have to think of other tactics and ways to get out of trouble than, than shoot the gun, man. Like, what are you doing shooting a rifle at a, at, a, at a high school party? I don't understand why. How come, like, why did he go for the rifle? Like... I don't, I don't know, know the procedures of, of policemen. Was it Texas they were at? They were in Texas. Like, um, did he go to, like, the trunk? And, like, yo, I'm going to get this dude. I don't know. Maybe he had it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, the biggest oh, thing. Oh, once they heard the black kids were there, they probably showed up with the <laughs> with the rifles out. Because, you know, we hunting big game out there. It's I don't a know. big buck. There's just no real answers, man. You know what I'm saying? No, the thing not. is, it's just like. You can't say, oh, he was violent. He's from the hood. Kids from a good neighborhood. Played football in high school. Nah, he's just two black. Parents. Just that was black. It. That was it. You know what the messed up part is about about a lot of that, too? It's like, as a young black kid, 
young black male usually you got to walk around with this un like unrealistic not unrealistic you got to walk around with this fear and this idea knowing that at any time uh the police are around you something bad might happen and because of that you got to walk around on eggshells at all times around them and then on top of that you have to have that conversation with your kids who you love and care for and want to protect at all times but you have to have a conversation with your son like hey if you see a cop this is what you do that's crazy you got to talk like this you got to behave like this white kids don't have to have those talks that's the thing at all you know i mean you know i was stopped by a police officer in virginia recently driving to a speaking gig and you know, it was just for a speeding ticket, and I was like nine miles over the, the speeding limit. Right. And I knew I wasn't going that fast, but I saw him stop me, and it was just like the fear of God. Yep. It wasn't like, you know what? I got a speeding ticket. Damn, here we go. Just give me the ticket. Sorry. Right. Two officers came out. One of them, I'll keep it 100, was the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. So pleasant. There was a second one on the, on the other side, though, hand on his holster, man. Right, just in case. And I was just looking at this guy like, like, what am I doing? And I'm just like, they were like, listen, can you get the the, the the make of the car in the year? And it was a rental. So I was like, uh, am I allowed to reach in the back seat to grab the piece of paper? He's like, you don't need to do that. And I think that nice cop that told me I didn't need to do that, he knew. He knew. That his man's in yes. there was ready to, ready to rock. pull up. Right. And, you know, this all goes back to, like, again, and this is going to be the part of the conversation, is about the narrative, right? So the narrative of black people in America is something – that has been created for over 200 years, 300 years, about what black people are like in America. This is what you are. You fit this narrative. Right. This is what you're going to be. Right. And this goes this goes into segue, hop on the beat like a segue, float on the beat <laughs> like a segue, sorry, that's what it is, float on the beat like a segue, into the narrative of the Boston Red Sox and their fans and that city and that city, man. their relationship to African Americans. And so Adam Jones, baseball player for the Baltimore Orioles, right. who's woke AF by the way, great baseball player, played on the USA baseball classic yes, team. Yes, he did. Made a great catch, beloved by the United States of America at that time. That's our guy. Goes to Boston. And See ya. turns into another He's a double G E R right. Another monkey. N word drops. N words. Um, all that stuff. And your man Kurt Schilling comes out and says that he doesn't think that what happened to Adam Jones was true. Of course he doesn't. Kurt Schilling's former Red Sox pitcher, Yankee nemesis. Former Red Sox pitcher, current racist. <laughs> 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 Facts. Yes. He is a racist. Current black hater. Got fired for racism. For racism. Your man said, I don't think that's true. That that would that type of thing wouldn't happen. Other people would have heard and they would have intervened. Well, here's the thing, Kurt Schilling. What world? First and foremost, thirty four people were ejected from the game that day. Red Sox kicked out thirty four fans. Yeah, that's crazy. In what? their stadium. In their stadium. In their stadium. Kicked out thirty four people that day. Thirty four people of your home crowd, they were like, Yo, you you getting out of hand. Yo, and that's the thing, right? You here are getting out of hand. We've been to baseball games and sporting events, and I tell you, I've never yelled anything racial, but I've yelled some things. I've yelled some things too. Never once no. did somebody come up to me and say, 
yo, man, you got to relax. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Right. You know, I did go to a girl softball game once, and I got kicked out of that game. Ooh. And uh, it was college. And I was uh, I was yelling some things. I used to yell bad things at women's college basketball games. Yeah. I never got kicked out of the softball well, Never got kicked I got, out. I did get kicked out of the softball game. The girls were like, listen, we're 0-22 this year. <laughs> it's just not fair for you to treat us that way. And I was like, what? well, you suck. That's why you're 0-22. <laughs> and referees, um, stopped the game, man. Right. Umpire stopped the game and said, yo, my man, yo, you got to go out. over here. Cut it out. And I was just like, all right, I'll cut it out. Next pitch, I'm going right back at him. <laughs> He stopped the game again and said, you're out of here. You're out of here. So I have been kicked out of a girls' softball game. It happens. But baseball in of itself. Is racist as hell? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a culture of racism. The Boston Red Sox were the last team to integrate. Yes, they were. Another reason why I don't like the American League, by the way. Right. took them a very long time. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, on opening day, there was something like, uh, I think, 64 players uh, that were African-American. Now, there are black... In the league? Yeah, that were starters on... Wow. Uh, on, on, That's um, crazy. That's yeah. nothing. Nothing at all. Now, granted, there are black people in the league because the Latino brothers yes. that are black are all up and down that bad boy. They make up the majority of the good players in the league now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of anger about that. Right. The same thing happened to the NBA in the 80s. The switch. In in 70s. Right. There, There's an article in Sports Illustrated that came out talking about, is the league too black? Are and people that, reading Sports Illustrated? Is that a magazine? It's a magazine. <laughs> I don't think the kids know about it. Right. But, but they already are starting to say those kind of things about the MLB. I mean, you look at all the fights between the white players and Dominican players, the white players say the Dominican guys play with too much flair, too much swag. Right, right, right. Why they bat flipping, why they doing this, doing that. So there's always been that culture of, of weird race relations in baseball. Cause it's looked at as a, the American pastime. And what they really mean by American pastime is a sport played by American whites and no one else should be playing. Maybe let me tell you, man, or did I take that too far? <laughs> no, man. I mean, baseball is an interesting is an interesting sport, right? We don't talk about the first black guy in the uh, NBA. We don't talk about the first black player in the NFL. We don't. I don't even know who those two guys are. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because they're not the pastime. It's not the pastime. Right. We talk about the first black guy. We talk about the Negro Leagues. Right. We don't talk about any of those leagues because they existed in the other sports, too. Right. Don't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the first basketball, the first black basketball no player clue. was. No clue. But Jackie Robinson. Squid Ips Johnson. <laughs> he was the first one to do it behind a back pass. Yeah, and, and then he yelled Squid Ips while he did it. Is that what happened? Is that yeah. how you got the name? <laughs> he hit a step back three and said, Squid Ips! <laughs> Everyone smoking indoors was like, what the hell is what that is guy What is that guy doing? What is that guy doing over there? The fish who saved Pittsburgh. Is that a basketball movie? Yes, or, that's uh, the one with Dr. J. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might have been the first black guy. He might have been. Uh, that guy from the, the fish. The fish. Face, right. The fish, the fish was the first black guy. <laughs> it's just, you know, baseball, man, I'm so over it. Like, I really, really want to love baseball because it was the sport I loved growing up as Me a too. kid. Me too. It was my first love. That's it. And I'm over it, man. I'm, I'm over this. And they gave him, they gave Adam Jones a standing ovation on the, the next, next game, right? 
I would have been like, yo, sit your asses down. Mine's sit one down. for I don't know. If I, but sit, sit, sit your... Yeah. Uh, sit down. Sit down. Sit down, son. The stuff y'all were calling me yesterday, last night? I don't want you standing I don't ovation. want you standing ovation. If I was Major League Baseball, if Major League Baseball was really about it, mm-hmm. you know what they do? They do like what they do in Italy or what they right. do. And they say, you know what? You're going to play your game. Nobody Nobody's here. Nobody Nobody's watches. here. That's it. No opportunity to make money. See ya. No, you can't sell no jerseys that day. You nope. can't sell no food that day. Nothing. Nothing. Y'all playing in an empty stadium. Right. And you got to pay the league some money, too. Because of your racist-ass fans. That's what they should do. Right. If people are that wild and they're yelling out racial taunts at a baseball player. They can't be held. They can't be there. Banning Mike Mikey Smith for from, from Fenway for life. Who cares? Who gives a crap? Because you know what? They ejected 34 people. Yeah. And you know what those 34 people are going to do? Mm-hmm. Change your name on them tickets. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be. They were there the next night. Right. With the mustache. With the mustache on and the hat with the, with the glasses. Probably with blackface. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Romuel. <laughs> Romuel Jackson. <laughs> Uh, my name is uh, Rashid uh, Jackson. Ra- hey, Rashid Jackson here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my that was horrible Boston accent. <laughs> I want to come to <laughs> Fenway Park. My name is Jamal Jenkins. <laughs> John F. Kennedy is <laughs> Jamal Jenkins. <laughs> and today, today, I will not yell. The N word at Adam Jones. That's a wick, wicked blackie. <laughs> <laughs> and He's wicked good. He's wicked smart. It's wicked smart. Wicked smart. I just, you know, it's terrible, man. I. He's I, wicked dark. I, like I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm naturally this color. This is this is not. <laughs> I got a wicked tan. <laughs> I'm wicked dark now. Oh man, dark dark as hell. Wicked. I laugh because I'm crying on the inside. Me too. And you know, speaking. That's of- all I can do. I can't cry no more. I'm out of tears. I'm not gonna cry no. Right. Um, I don't know if those were the words to that Mary J. Blige song, but it sounded right. Um, segue. Yeah. Hop on the beat like a Segway. Woo! I think it's float on the beat. I, messed I think it up it's again. float too. Float on the beat like a Segway. Woo! Dear white people, I liked it. Um, we're not gonna be. Spo- we're not gonna be those guys. No, we're not gonna spoil. I know you Even though to. you had six damn days to watch I it. I know. In the Netflix culture, if you're not watching that show, and it was quick. I watched that show in a day, man. Day easy Sunday. Yeah, yeah they were like 30, 40 minute episodes. Not even twenty three minutes. Twenty three minute episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, so dear white people, spoiler alert. There was blackface in the movie. Yep, there was. Um, and that kind of what spurned Jumped the whole thing. The off. whole thing off the whole the whole uh, television show. I'll say this: this is one thing I will say about Dear White People. It was better than the film. I agree, and I thought I liked the film until I saw the show. Yeah, I was like, the show is this is good. Yeah, they went. You know, it got me the writing. Yeah, like the dialogue was so on point. It was like Black Twitter just on. Uh, on film, it's true. I mean, it was really funny, really well written. Well written. The acting was, was acting strong. was good too. Yeah, uh, usually was, black sh- uh, shows are they were right. Either uh, what they say, uh, torture porn, or um, what do they call it, torture porn. Yeah, like slavery movies. Oh, okay, got it. Torture porn or um, or like hood uh, dramas. 
Right, 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 right. We don't get nothing in between. We yeah, don't get you know, well written. This is well what I'm acted. saying. You know, I tell you this, man. If you are about that life, this is the time to get into the black creative space. It really is. Right now, it's rocking from it British stuff like chewing gum to I black. I love chewing to gum. American stuff like insecure, dear white people. I love that too. Um, and just so much other, uh, you know, great content. Blackish is killing. So you get killing. it from. A, an, a national network like ABC to HBO to right. online on Netflix to YouTube. I mean, there's just really, really good content coming out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, go out there. And I think this is an opportunity to make that money out there, you know what I'm saying? And, and tell good stories. There is. What disturbs me is the, the negativity that goes along with that. Mm. People saying there's too many black, too much black uh, stuff on. Are people saying that? Yes, I've heard people say that before. It's ridiculous. It's disturbing, but I know where it comes from now. Right. Because I, I was talking to someone um, that was another minority, and it was like they were telling me – you were there, actually. Okay. And they were telling me that, um, like, where is my thing? Where's my white television? Where's my white television network? Right, but he wasn't even white. He was he was he was he was uh, Asian, I believe. Was he? Was I there? Yeah, yeah, you were there. We got in a whole argument at that apartment. No, it wasn't that apartment. Oh, it was that at, guy. Yeah, that at guy. The, we were at yeah, uh, but, the chicken shop. Right, but remember his real. So, so I figured it out. It was like, when is it going to be my turn? Like my people don't have their thing, which is kind of messed up because we're all in this together. Right. And he was talking about how black people treated. Uh, it was Chinese internment camp. So it was like right. how black people treated the Chinese poorly during the 50s. Right. And I wanted to say, are you bugging? I, I mean, we got, I remember I got very upset. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't understand where he was coming from. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, it was like alternative facts. But what I was trying to say is that um, everyone should be happy when black uh, bl- all these black shows are on. Because that means your time is coming also. Right. Like. Fresh off the boat is on, and I was like, "Oh shoot, oh it's about to it's about to go go down." It's a great show too, right? Everyone's everybody's getting some shows, and um, it's nice to see our voices heard finally. finally that's what I was man. trying to get to. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing is that you know with the advent of of being able to create your content on things like YouTube and platforms like podcasts, right? You know, it's our opportunities to really just get things. So when you see you know, I you know I, I I look at another podcast like Jesus and Mero, and shout out to them. And yeah, they're doing dope stuff because that's just authentic, right? People of color from a particular neighborhood just doing things that, and then it elevates their way up up the ranks. And same thing where you see Issa Rae, who's just had a really cool idea and concept on YouTube from YouTube and going up the ranks onto onto HBO, man. But you see what it says here, yeah. None of these things that you just mentioned mm-hmm. were picked by the power brokers of media. These are all organic, done through guerrilla, uh, guerrilla means, mm-hmm. and it's just a natural process from there. Like this is the this is the best time to create because you don't need anybody. You don't, man. You can purchase equipment for cheap. That's it. You can you can take video from your your camera or your phone or something and if they only saw what we were recording right now man we've got like some rabbit ears and uh <laughs> and some craziness and like two batteries it's crazy man yeah and i think yeah i think it's a great opportunity right now to just do dope stuff man now johnny here's another thing i need to talk about right now uh-huh. i am a public speaker yeah right so i travel the country you speak so well by the way thank you <laughs> 
<laughs> for uh, okay, <laughs> a wicked dog. Wicked. <laughs> you so, you speak so well for a wicked dog guy. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. You speak wicked good. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, the person's complimenting you in horrible English. Right, yeah, terrible. You speak so good, Jeffrey. Um, sure. Yeah. So let me tell you, man. So as a public speaker, uh, I get an opportunity to travel the country uh-huh. and speak in so many different places. And, you know, as my career is moving along, I'm making a little bit more money than I was when I first started about a year and a half ago. Bottles on you. Not today. So my first... <laughs> Like my first speech, I was I did it for like for free. My second speech, I was doing it for like a hundred dollars yeah. and like a metro card. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And you know, again, I've slowly and surely started to make a couple of more dollars as a speaker. Mm-hmm. But I tell you how much I'm not making: four hundred thousand dollars on one speech alone. Oh my god! And you know who's making that money? I was just gonna ask you who. Not O.J. Simpson, my friend. Uh, he can't. Barack H. Obama. Uh, the former president of the United States. As he should and I would expect him to be. Listen, you know, I've been known to critique Barack Obama openly. Here's one thing I will not critique him on. Mm-hmm. Making that money. No. There's this expectation that he is supposed to, because he spoke about poverty and because he was supported by the poor communities and these things that he's supposed to and and he was and 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 Wall Street is involved because they're the ones that are paying him the four hundred thousand dollars that he's supposed to fall back. Um, every other president talked about those things that you talked about, and they all got paid to go talk afterward. Let me tell you something, man. Every single one. Everyone. But I know what the different thing is here. Uh, let me guess. This one's black. I mean, that's the only difference between this one and the other ones. And I would have got away with no other difference. (laughs) That's the mystery solved. And I would have got away with two. Yeah. If it wasn't for you. (laughs) You silly kids. You silly kids. And that crazy dog of yours. Scooby Doo was probably black, and they didn't want to put a black kid in the group, so they made him. Okay, this is what we're going to do, right? So I don't really want to see a black guy here, and America's never going to go for it. How about you put the black kid on all fours? Oh, let's make him a dog. Yeah, good idea. Because see how he talks. Because he can talk. Because he can He can talk. And he kind of talks like a black guy. Because <laughs> I can't understand them anyways. <laughs> this is perfect. I think we got something here, man. Scooby-Doo might be a black Scooby-Doo guy. Scooby-Doo might be black. That's usually one of our other games. He right. might be you black. Might, right. You might be black. Scooby-Doo. Right. Scooby-Doo. We may have to go delve into that a little bit later. Scooby. Um, it's just ridiculous. Like I said, I, you know, I, 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 I think Obama should just take as much money as possible. All of it. He's got kids to feed. Right. That are in college now, right. too. What is he supposed to do? Say no? Right. How am I supposed to feed my kids on $10 million? I was watching this thing where Van Jones... <laughs> Charles Sprewell. Sprewell, shout out to you. Charles Sprewell. I'm supposed to eat, man. How am I supposed to eat? FPJ Carlissimo. <laughs> he choked him out, Ch- man. Choking ninjas like a Sprewell. Big shout out to nature, man. Nature. You know... One, one day, let's talk about nature, man. We may have to go... We may have a special episode. Unsung <laughs> special hero. Special episode, nature, man. Just deconstructing nature's bars, man. Yo. That's an episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I watched this thing where Van Jones, I was reading about Van Jones saying that the president should go like on a poverty tour 
and should not be speaking simply to Wall Street, but be speaking to these other spaces for free and things of that nature. And I said in <laughs> in response to that, Van Jones, I couldn't book you to come speak at my school because I couldn't afford Got to, to pay um, your fee. Your fee. I you know what? Maybe someone needs to run up on Van Jones and uh, flash him in the face with a camera so we could <laughs> get him out that sunken place. Yo, he signed a J, though, man. He just signed to deal with Rock Nation. Oh, so now he's going to be even more expensive. He's going to be making more, right. He's going to yeah. get that Robinson Cano. Is he going to get a shoe deal? Right, a record deal. He got deal, a man. signing bonus. <laughs> Van Jones going to get Damn. Uh, a rock chain like can, Kanye. <laughs> can he even throw a slider? I don't understand. He can't, man. I don't know. What can he shoot a, shoot a three? Well, apparently there's this. I don't know all the details to it, but I guess there's an activism wing to oh. uh, to Rock Nation. I did not know that. Like an activism uh, something or other. And I think that's what he's signed to. Listen, if Obama... Who else is on that squad? I don't know. I don't know. That's my question. But I just think that if Obama is... Um, if, if the president, former president of the United States yeah. wants to make $400,000, if somebody's willing to pay him $400,000, you take that money. You take that... You oh, never... Who's going to say no? You never ever leave money on the table. Who's going to say no? Did Albert Pujols leave that $200 million on the table just to suck? No. Is Albert Pujols um, in the league? Yeah. I don't know, but he they have to pay him that money. You know, he sucked. I hope Pujols never gets caught for steroids. Me too. I loved Albert Pujols. Me too. That one that he... Uh, what playoff series it was, was that? It was the Houston Astros. Yo. And your man came Yo. up. Yo. And I remember Andy Pettit. They cut to Andy Pettit. Yeah. And Pujols... I was one of the best on See ya. I think it was Brad Lidge, and Brad Lidge never was the same again. No. He was a closer. That's the thing about baseball, man. There's some really crushing uh, game winners. Mitch Williams. Joe Mitch Carter. Williams, never the same. That was the first one I thought of, actually. Going back to back. Oh, Shout out to Drake. Ooh, Drake, get him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, ultimately, when we talk about Barack Obama yeah. and why people feel like he shouldn't get the money and why... Adam Jones is getting called the N-word and why Jordan um, Edwards was getting shot and killed. It goes back into the narrative that is assigned and attached to the black community and in America where you have to A, work four times, five times, seven times as hard to achieve success Right. Uh, in the eyes of those who perceive to be the decision makers. Yep. In addition to that, you also have this narrative that you do not deserve to be here. Right. That's the biggest thing. No. People think that Barack Obama doesn't deserve that money. He should be putting that money towards some other thing well, without knowing if Barack Obama is donating money if without knowing if. Barack Obama is helping out the community if he's building things. But, it's like, who cares if he's doing that? But we let you live here and we gave you freedom. Say what? What else do you want? You shoes. You, you want, want shoes? You want to be equal? What? Equal. Get out of here. Equal. We were talking sugar. You better. Equal. Equal. You don't get a seat at the table. What? You better sit and eat the scraps off the floor. You know, there's this story I tell. I, I talk <laughs> about where <laughs> it's like with like dogs, right? So mm -hmm. with the dog. People like to put like coats on their dogs. I've yep. seen dogs with like 
like shoes and yep. like hats. And yep. I'm like, yo, they're a dog, man. They're supposed to get wet. Their feet are supposed to get dirty. It's an animal. It's an animal. They have fur. They don't Stays need outside. a coat when they have fur. You can't speak. Come on, man. That's and and but <clears throat> and people give dogs like birthday parties. And Ridiculous. They, and they they're making out with the dog. And he licks his his junk all day. Correct. And you're still looking his face. So right, people love their dogs ultimately. But here's the thing that they don't do with their dogs, right? They'll 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 throw the dogs parties. Yep. They'll put the dogs in clothes. Yep. They'll give the dogs people names. So people will call their dogs Jeff and Johnny. Right. They'll call their dogs, you know, Curtis. You right. know, things like that. But here's Lashawn. the thing, right? <laughs> we said Lashawn or just Sean? Lashawn. <laughs> Demarius. <laughs> But here's what they won't do. The dog, you have never seen a dog at like the dinner table with a knife and fork. Never. Eating with the same people. Never. So the dog can do everything, but the dog can't eat. Mm-hmm. That's where equality stands. Right. That's why I feel like it is with the black community sometimes, right? right. Y'all can play the baseball. Right. You can sing the songs of rapping. Yeah. And you can do your boom, bap, bow. Right. You can turn a national anthem into a 40 second song. <laughs> 20 minutes later. But here's what you can't do. You ain't eating. Can't eat. You can't eat. And that's what I think it is, man. People don't want Adam Jones to eat. That police officer, Roy Oliver, and I'm going to continue to say his name. He didn't want Jordan Edwards to eat. And a lot of these people don't want um, Barack Obama to eat, man. They don't. Are you bugging? It sucks. I'm just, you know. really don't understand sometimes. It's just like, you know. Johnny, I'm mad, Johnny. I'm mad also. And. What what really is uh, interesting is how how uh, good black people have been. Like you know, it, it, in any other country, this would be complete anarchy in the streets right. if they were being treated this way. But you know, black folks, now nah, it's all. Listen, we gonna figure this. Let's oh, talk we're gonna, it out. We gonna pray to Jesus. Pray to Jesus a little bit. <laughs> Jesus is gonna get us through this. Nah, day. nope, 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 nope. Just upsets me. It's just, it's just, it's, it's tough, man. And it's uh, you know, we were gonna. I know, don't want to raise a son here. I'm I hear say, you, man. I it's don't. scary, man. It's I don't. Scary. It's I'd rather go somewhere where either um, it's upfront and I know what it is, yeah, or just I gotta go somewhere else. I don't know. You know, it's it's weird, man. It almost feels as if you have to go to a place where there's no black people and white people. Mm, where's that at? That's like you know Asia and um, like certain places in Africa, yeah, and you know South America, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to go into these places that are just not as absurdly racist to really not feel racism. Like when I was in Indonesia, yeah, I never felt not a twinge. That's dope. I never, never at one time that I ever look and feel as if people were sick thinking anything negative about me now might that happen in between you know certain communities within mm-hmm. lighter and darker and and australia oh, I'm, sure. I'm sure i'm sure but for me it never happened the only time it was like a, there was this one time in bali where there was some dusty australian dudes that yeah them australians to, man yo, they're, they're down dangerous. in bali they're dangerous. The australians in bali man they're, they're like in the hood and they're out here barefoot, just wilding out. Yeah, yeah, they're dangerous out there, man. And there was a dude in, in a in a Australian dude at a McDonald's that mm-hmm. tried to pop off a little bit, and um, that was the only time 
that I felt like uh, any type. But yeah. I played. I was playing ball out there in Jakarta. That's I was dope. going to the club. I was going to the mall, eating in the restaurants, walking into like the nightlife, and all these things. Right. Never once, never one time did I ever feel. Isn't that a magical feeling? I mean, he was just the best man, and uh, you know here. Unfortunately, it's like you don't want to think about it, but you walk into a room and you see somebody and you just know that they're thinking. I just know. I know that you're thinking about something racist. I think about it every single day. Every day. I think about it every time I'm talking to someone at work. I think about it every time uh, I someone walks in front of me, talks to me every time. It doesn't matter. I feel it. It doesn't. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I like, you know, today we were going to talk about how the Democrats were like, not singing Nana, hey hey goodbye, and all this other stuff on the floor. That was funny. Or after, um, after the healthcare vote. Um, that was by funny. the way, whoever made that song, kudos. I bet you they're not getting the royalties. I'm sure they're not. Hey, hey goodbye. goodbye. I don't even know what the original is. Na 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 See what happens when black people get. Get hold of your song. It just took like a twenty second song to a minute. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Go to bed now. No more fun. Mama. See you. Uh. Uh, 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 all right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Was that? <laughs> that was like one of Uzi Vert's. <laughs> and uh, there we have the na 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 hey 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 remix trap version. So Johnny, yo, um, we're gonna do two more things before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Number one, we're gonna go back to this segment. That Which we one call is this? Conspiracy theory. Oh. Is that the uh, Twilight Zone joint? Uh, sure. I think so. But you hear I hit that. That's the end right there. Oh, I thought um, you were black and using it. I think I might have been. Yeah. Um, What was the other show that was on NBC that was like the Twilight Zone? Um, Something about the guy he had like a coat. You know, on, oh, 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 on Thursday oh. after the Crypt Keeper? No, no, no. Oh, no, not no. Tales from the Crypt. No, not Tales from, not the, Tales from the Dark Side. Unsolved Mysteries? Unsolved. The guy that was like he had a he had like a trench coat. Yes, say, unsolved mysteries. On Fridays, Mike was found hanging out with. I think unsolved mysteries. He was found hanging in the den, but not hanging out with her. Correct. This might be low key blasphemous, but I think that unsolved mysteries is better than the Twilight Zone. Unsolved no, unsolved mysteries is like a real show though. Like they Twilight weren't real. Zone. They yeah. weren't real people, were they? Yeah. Really? Those were unsolved mysteries. Are you sure? Oh wait! Oh no no! I know what you're thinking. Am I of. thinking of a different? You're show? thinking of another show, and now they they ended up showing it like on Sci-Fi. You're thinking of um, it was like, it was it was kind of like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Are you sure? And then you you had to figure out if it was real or not, and it was with the guy. No, who, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm gonna cut you off right here. I was thinking about Unsolved Mysteries, and I did not think that Unsolved Mysteries was. You didn't think that? Was, I don't you remember. That was real? I thought. Now I have to remember. Maybe. Yeah, because uh, I think. Robert Stack. Robert That's Stack. Right. Robert Stack. Yeah. No, those joints were supposed to be real. They were just the dramatizations. Uses reenactments and yes. interviews to, to retell circumstances of well mysteries that right. were unsolved. Right. Coming they had some famous ones on there, too. 
That show was lit. I was scared as hell when I used to go to sleep. Was popping. Right. Anyways, we're gonna play a game of. (laughs) 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 And on that note, conspiracy theories. Robert Stack all day. Uh, Conspiracies. Yes. Do you have a conspiracy theory for us? I do. What do we got? It involves um, Carmelo Anthony. Big shout out to Melo. His wife. Lala. And Phil Jackson. The Zen Master. So. AKA Master. Take away the Z. Take away the Zen. (laughs) Just Master. The Zen Master is using all his Zen uh, philosophies and ways. And now he's tapping into the dark side of the Zen. Okay. So (laughs) we know that he gave Carmelo the max deal. Correct. He gave Carmelo also a no trade clause. Correct. So now all the eggs are in Carmelo's basket. Yes. But he clearly wants Carmelo out. It's not working. He doesn't do the triangle shit that he wants him Minus to do. Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. how do you get rid of him? You can't. He, it's he. He has to make decision. So now you got to make this uncomfortable for him to be in. So Unco- first he starts talking about him in the press, right? Just saying all kinds of stuff. Oh, this guy. Oh, do you want to get rid of him? Well. I don't want him on the team this year. Right. Like saying that stuff and then provoking him to say stuff. And now they have a war of words. We do this for the whole latter part of the second season. Still not getting him to make a decision to leave. Right. But then Uh two weeks ago, Uh (laughs) he got first a dancer. I mean, first a stripper. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now a dancer. And now allegedly she just has a job and going to school. Got a young lady pregnant. Wait. Allegedly, one lady. One lady, who's who's not a dancer anymore. Uh, the the story keeps on. So her career varies. She has a career now. So she she's wasn't. She's not a stripper. I I don't know what she is. Okay. I think they're just trying to. So know. then that story allegedly was the one that was the straw that broke the camel's back in Lala and Carmelo's right wedding or marriage. Right. Okay. I think Phil had something to do with one breaking the story. Okay. I think Phil might have maybe even put them in the same place together. The young lady and the young Carmella. lady and Carmel. I, I, you know what? I believe all of this. And just to get rid of him, because there's no other way to get rid of him. Right. Because you know, in addition to that, right? So one of the big things was that Carmelo wanted to stay in uh, New York because of his wife. And, right. And now his wife is no longer in the picture. Right. Maybe if they completely separate, maybe Carmelo goes to Cleveland or right. somewhere else. He's like, you know, what? I'm out. I don't need to be in New York in New York for her LA. acting career. Correct. Right. I, you know, I was hearing something also that maybe Carmelo still was never over uh, Lala's uh, naked scene on Power. Did you say naked? Uh, that's right. You heard it right. Like one of those uh, blogs that we won't uh, mention. <laughs> naked. Naked. N e k k i d or d. Oh, right. i t. Oh man. <laughs> So I believe that, man. I think Phil Jackson is the type to, to type of person to do that. I don't know if you read his book, man. I did he not. He all up in Kobe Bryant. Trashed Kobe Bryant. Really? He did, man. How could you do that? He got you rings. Phil Jackson thinks it's the other way around. I got Kobe rings. Oof. And I think that whenever Phil Jackson writes the next book, he's going to go right into Carmelo Anthony as well. Just like the uh, George Carl. Yep, just like that. And I so I think I agree. I think Phil Jackson. I think that he did it. I think that they, he, I think he dropped the story. I think that they also might have had that happen. I think that they knew already, and Phil Jackson was just like, drop the story. That's what I'm saying. Drop it. 
And the the weird thing is though, none of the story has been corroborated yet. Right. Uh, we're still waiting the, for more detail. That's the part that 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 makes this conspiracy the more palpable is the fact that there's so much uncertainty around it. Well, it you know, sounds like something that was just planted. Carmelo hasn't com- said anything. Right. He hasn't said that he got some girl pregnant. He hasn't said he cheated. She hasn't said anything. She 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 appeared without she a wedding just ring. appears without the wedding ring, and right. they're not appearing with each other. Right. But they had a separation before. Right. They've, this isn't the first time they've been separated. Yeah. This can be something completely normal. This story though is odd because no one's talking. Well, you know, I think the girl's not even talking. Right. Something's happening. And we don't know. But this also tells me about the way that we receive information. Mm-hmm. There's this whole new story also about Barack Obama. I forgot to mention that earlier about some other woman that yeah. said that he proposed to her. Yeah. People are making this whole big deal. Yo, mama, you took an L, dog. Yo, get out of here. Your <laughs> Yo, time is up. That's it. You should have said yes. That's it. That's what you get out of here. <laughs> you're done. You're, you're, you're out of here. You're, you're done, done. done. You're done, done. <laughs> and... Close think, the door. Right. Close the door. It's getting cold in here. Close the door. <laughs> it's wicked cold in here. It's wicked cold. And, and you're wicked light. Trying to get on my <laughs> wicked dark Barack. Oh, man. And I think. Put that light out. That's what I think, man. I think like people like Phil Jackson and other and James Dolan and people are just like of merit have this opportunity and ability to just say whatever they want. Filter it into the media. Right. I, you know, TV is takes a little smidget from reality you know what i mean and exaggerates it right but you know scandal is a complete exaggeration but there's something defamation yeah <laughs> yeah that was great dear white people <laughs> and um so so what's happening is is that a show like scandal takes like 1.2 uh, a, a percentage of real life, right? And then they stretch that out into real, into the actual TV Magnify show. Magnify it. So I think that there's people out there that are. I mean, it clearly is. It's happening. Yes. I watched on Homeland and things like that, where people right. are funneling these stories into right. these spaces to make them pop, and then they're clickbait, and then we're out there. And now I'm reading about Barack Obama's white wife or white wife wannabe. Like I was reading it, and I was just like halfway through it. I'm like, why? This is all anecdotal. Uh, That's it. Like he like I don't know this to be true at all. Any of it. Yo, the way my man looks at Michelle Obama, like he's just about to put it down. Um, <laughs> respectfully. Okay. <laughs> respect to forty four. Right. Respect to forty four, man. It looks the way he looks at her, man. You can tell that old girl, whoever that is, that first one. You ain't it. You're homie. gone. You're done. You ain't it, mama. You're done. See you. Yo, mama. Mama. Get out of here. Dunzo. The dun dun. No, that story was just silly. It's and like looks wise, it was just like, really? <laughs> you wasn't you wasn't feeling her looks? Dude, you're a black kid on Harvard campus at twenty something years old. Here we go. In the seventies. I don't know what's happening here. You are oh, you are Michael Jordan. Oh man. There's no way that that was the one. Right. No way. Okay. No way. I bet you though that he, uh, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, hung out with her. He hung out after with her. hours. Yeah. Now we're gonna close the show with something that we haven't played in a while. We haven't. Right. It is called somebody that I used to love. Right. 
Somebody that I used to love and never had to go. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, used to love. Blacken it out. Black it out. So, Johnny, I'm going to give you a choice to pick a name out of this hat here. Okay. All right. And you're going to uh, select it. There we go. Johnny's yeah, why are you now, handing me one? Johnny's now picking one. <laughs> He's, am I handing you one? You were handing me one. Johnny's that lying. was not random. Johnny's like, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you tried, though. All right. Oh, I got a good one. And I'm going to pick one here. I don't know if I could defend this one outside uh, of the obvious. I got one I don't like either, but here we go. Okay. So here's how the game goes. We're going to give each other 30 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. 30 seconds to defend um, this person and why we should love her. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. I'm going to start the clock. Okay. And who do you got? Uh, Reagan Preston Gomez, a.k.a. Zaria from Parenthood. Zaria from the Parenthood. All right. So you got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. To defend and show us why you should love um, Zaria. Okay, Zaria. Zaria, not Zaria. Reagan Preston Gomez. Okay. We did this the last time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ready? Yeah. I don't know if I can defend this one. All right. <laughs> it's tough, man. Good yeah. luck. Okay. Ready? And go. Yo, she pretty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, she's tough as hell. Um, <laughs> there's no other girls on the show. Um, I liked her attitude. She always had uh, dope hairstyles. Um, whether it was permed, it was braided. Um, I'm gonna give you ten more seconds. She was hot as hell. Did I mention that? And uh, yo, so Reagan Gomez, Preston Gomez, Uh-oh. outside of it, nope. she's not a bad actor. Oh man! Uh, so we just that's <laughs> go ahead. You got some more time. <laughs> We're trying to, you know, there are these additional characteristics of the actual person. She speaks so well. (laughs) She's wicked smart. Wicked smart for a docky. Oh, man. So here we go. You know who I got here, man? Sorry for all my Boston people out here. I know, Johnny. It's just, it's just trashing Boston. It's just terrible. I, this is this is for for um, this is for 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 Adam Jones, man. Yeah, you know what? F Boston. Sorry about that. You from New York, man? I'm going back. I'm going backwards. F Boston. Okay, stop yeah. it. M E T S on eighty six. That's it. All in you. It goes through Buckner and the Mets win it. Yes. Okay, Johnny. They had a whole game after that. I don't want to hear it. Absolutely, Roger. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So I've got thirty seconds. Okay. I will turn the clock to you to show you that I am not. Oh, there you go. Take no, the clock. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll do this. All right, 30 seconds. The person I got is Miss Trinidad. (laughs) That's such a better one. From Martin. That's such a better one. All right, ready? All right, one, two, three. Well, first and foremost, she's an educator. So she's clearly a smart woman who has put herself in a position to educate (laughs) the youth, someone that is just like myself. She's also absolutely gorgeous as well. Now, she's an aggressive person, meaning she has a personality that is a go-getter. She What's that good is for? ready. Was that good for her? That yeah. means that she's ready to go and drive you know, to the next level. She's oh, okay. passionate yeah. about the things oh, that what? she does. Passionate. Yeah. Passionate. She loves it, mm-hmm. what she does. And You're done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That one was such a better way. Yo, Beverly Johnson. <laughs> Yo, she was great. Still is. Still is, yeah. Don't crack. So here's the deal. We're going to put that up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was about a minute long for both of us. And yeah. you're going to get an opportunity to vote. Maybe we'll put this on Instagram. Yeah. And you'll get an opportunity to vote on which argument was the better argument. I yes. think I already know who won. And I do um, also. Congratulations me. to me. <laughs> to you. You won? <laughs> yes. I hit all the talking points that the <laughs> fellas want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> So, my man, this was an episode. Uh, I'm happy that we're laughing here at the end. Yeah, because it started out really grim. <laughs> there were some things, man. Oh, man. Um, Don't worry. There'll be another one by the end of the show. There will be. There will be. There will be. And that's the sad part. Uh, we want to make sure you're following us on iTunes, though. Yes. Holler at us on iTunes at Johnny and Jeff's bag of tricks on iTunes. Make sure you comment. Make sure you subscribe. Like us. Like us. Go to SoundCloud. Share it. Send it to your friend. Please. If you got something negative to say, Uh send that comment too. Via email though. Yeah, yeah, because we will. Yeah. I don't want to come to your house. Send it to us via Google Doc. (laughs) (laughs) On Lotus Notes, please. (laughs) Um, With your sidekick or... Check us on our email. At JNJ bag of tricks j as in jump jump n as in adam jones is a (laughs) (laughs) adam jones is a wicked n (laughs) sad the pain the pain jj bag of tricks at gmail.com we're also on facebook man and um we got a facebook group you should join it holler at us man for all the cool content this is a good show i had a good time me too um Anything going on, Johnny, man? Uh, I just want to give a birthday shout out to uh, my man's Chuggy and my man's Renee this week. Happy birthday to Happy them. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, I want to also let you know, I've got a show coming up, man. Oh, yes. Plug. May 26th. May 26th. Uh, the show is called I Am the Fourth Migos. Ooh. Uh, it's a poetry show. We'll have some live music. It's funny. It's dope. If you've ever been to one of my shows, you already know it's about to be a good time. I will be there. Uh, so that's Friday, May 26th. If you want to find out more details, holler at us yes. on the Instagram. Where's or it at? On, I, can't, I can't even reveal the location. Oh, okay. Not it's yet. a secret, secret location. By the time we have the next one, though. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. Maybe we'll let you maybe know. Maybe if you... Uh, if you what do we got? Should I send the email? If you send an email, you get free access. It's a private space, yeah. invitation only. Invite only. So if you want to come to the show, it's going to be in New York City, Friday, May 26th. All you got to do is holler at us, comment, hit us up. Hit and, us up uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Send hit, DM. Us on, hit us on IG. Hit us with the DM. Hit us on Facebook. Uh, hit us on the email, and uh, we'll get you an invitation to the show. Again, yeah. invite only. Uh, it's going to be a really, really dope show. Um the fourth Migos. I am the fourth Migos. He is the fourth Migos. All right, my friends. On that note, I want you to stay up, stay black, stay trill, stay white, stay purple, stay green, stay Latino, stay whatever, stay Latinx, stay Asian, stay stay, stay human, woke. man. Stay woke. Stay and stay slug free. You already know, man. Yeah. Don't get shot out there. Don't man. get shot out there, man. We'll see you on the next episode. Free <laughs> 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 OJ. <laughs>